Welcome to Random Rambling and Rhetoric with TJ Mercer. That's my TT. And it's all powered by the Samsung Notes. Now, here's my TT. I just loves me some porta potties, said no one ever. I don't know about you, but the ickiest thing on the planet is when I am forced to use a porta potty. I try to hold my bladder until the last possible minute. And what about nasty public restrooms? Ew, public restrooms plus kids. Parents, what do you do as soon as you take them to a public bathroom? You make them hold up their hands and forbid them to touch anything. Then you get in the stall, there's no toilet paper or seat cover, you handle your business, come out, and then there's no soap or paper towels. Lord, how much of Jesus is just not a good situation all around. Fortunately, though, fortunately, there's the restroom kit, a full bathroom solution the size of a lightweight deck of cards. A deck of cards, y'all. I keep one in my purse all the time just because it's complete with a full patented oversized toilet seat cover, enough toilet paper to cover the essentials, plus wet wipes for your tushy and your hands. The restroom kit is a don't leave home without a necessity for your road trips, you going camping, the beach, festivals, basically any restroom that ain't yours. Even that friend of yours who's cleaning is not their strong suit. You know what I mean. So pop on over and visit therestroomkit.com. That's therestroomkit.com. And when you use the code RAMBLINGS, R-A-M-B-L-I-N-G-S, you will get 15% off your purchase. So stop going to the bathroom without the full protection you need. Go get the restroom kit at therestroomkit.com. Hey, hey, it's TJ Mercer, your host of Random Ramblings and Rhetoric. And uh, I'm out on my morning walk. It's kind of an overcast kind of day in Southern California. But I wanted to, I wanted to share my heart about something. And I was tempted to record this yesterday and just didn't. I wanted to be more in my head yesterday on my morning walk, but yesterday after my walk, the news broke, literally, I walked into my house after the walk and the news broke about the fashion icon, Kate Spade, dying of suicide. And just as a note that my mental health people have explained to me that there is this movement, this call to stop saying uh, committed suicide and, and instead use the term died of suicide because they want to destigmatize, you know, mental health and the shame and the embarrassment that comes when someone mentions that they've suffered or are facing, you know, mental illness. And so as soon as I walked in the house, the news broke and I was like, dang it, maybe I should have done it. And I was like, no, you know what? Let me just sit with this a minute. What was interesting about my reaction to Kate, and I'm seeing now that, you know, more and, pe more, and more people have this feeling, but I couldn't understand why it made me so upset. And I couldn't understand why it impacted me so. And 
You know, I don't, I, I wasn't a fan of hers. I knew of her. I knew, you know, she had purses and shoes and what have you. I think she had shoes. But I didn't know anything about her story. I didn't know, I didn't own anything of, of Kate Spade. So I had no attachment to her. And yet this gloom just, <clears throat> excuse me, this gloom just overtook me. And I had to just kind of sit with it a minute and I realized kind of what it is now. So let me go back to what I wanted to talk about yesterday. Cause what I was gonna share is yesterday, I woke up, just no reason, nothing had happened, but there was just gloom over me when I woke up yesterday. And I have learned that when that kind of feeling comes over me, I must, get up and walk. I have to get out of side, outside. I have to use every ounce of willpower, energy, uh, motivation to just get outside and walk. Because by the time I was done with my walk, my whole mood had shifted. And there's scientific evidence about how walking and exercise, I, I can't quote the stats, Google it, <laughs> but how walking and exercise actually helps with depression. But during the walk, as I'm, I'm noticing my mood shift, I wanted to talk to you guys about you know, it's not a secret, you know, it's just not something I, you know, walk around and talk about, but. Back in, I think this was like 2000, 2001, I went through a bout of clinical depression. And it was the strangest thing, and it's what I'm hearing people talk about now. It was the strangest thing because rationally, I knew I had no reason to be, to be depressed. My career was fine. I was dating. I was on the surface, on the outside, happy. There was no reason for me to have feelings like this. And I was filled with this inner rage. And yesterday, someone on my Facebook thread called something, she used the term passive suicidal. And it resonated with me because that's where I was. Like, I had no desire to wake up. I knew I wouldn't, I wouldn't do anything to actively take, my, take myself out. But if I just didn't happen to wake up, <laughs> I was fine with it. And it was an interesting place to be because I'm the person that was always happy. And all of a sudden here I'm finding myself like... I, I didn't, I found no happiness in anything. And to keep anybody from being worried, I, can, I could muster up. Like I didn't leave my house during this period of like two months, three months, um, because I was between shows and I didn't even actively look for work. <laughs> you know, I had money saved, so I wasn't worried about bills and I just, I stayed in my pajamas day in and day out. I lived by myself and I wasn't showering. Like it was crazy, but no one really knew because I could muster up enough energy to talk to my friends so they wouldn't be worried. Cause, and then plus I couldn't understand it myself. 
because being in the black community, we we don't we don't even necessarily like to honor, especially during then. We're better now, but we didn't even like to honor that people were suffering, you know, or calling this mental illness. You know, it's you know, especially in in my Christian uh, community. You just need Jesus. We're going to pray that devil away. And, and I'm hearing, you know, all of this in my mind. And I'm like, I'm fighting to dig myself out of this. I'm asking God help because I know there's no reason for me to feel like this. I'm filled with this inner rage that I just want to hit somebody. I knew that wasn't my character. And so all of this battle that's going on. So I didn't even know what it was called myself. I didn't even I didn't even call it depression. It was like, dude, it, my life would be so much easier if I just don't wake up. Decisions of figuring out what to eat, what you're gonna wear, what you need to do. It's just too much. I'm totally okay if I don't have to wake up and deal with any of that anymore. And so finally, the trigger though was. I started realizing that I was waking up with a headache every day, not migraines, but enough of a headache, minor, it wasn't, you know, um, incapacitating. Is that the right word? You know what I mean. Uh, it wasn't a headache that was incapacitating. It was just like a subtle headache that just wouldn't go away, no matter what meds I would take or anything like that. That's what triggered me to go to the doctor. And that's what triggered me to say, okay, this ain't healthy. You know, is something going on with my brain? I need to, to figure that out. And so I went to the doctor and I've been with my doctor for, at this point, I've been with him 15 years, 10 years, 15 years, something, you know, something like that. And so he knew me, knew me well. And no, it wasn't that long. I've been with him like six, but we had been together long enough that we had history. And he, he treats people who have depression, but he also has depression in his family. So when he began asking me questions, the last question he asked me, and I apologize guys, you know I'm out on my walk, so if you can hear the, the um, leaf blower, I apologize. Uh, but when he started asking me questions and then he finally said, are you depressed? I was like, no, what I got to be depressed about? There's nothing to be depressed about. My life is great. And then he gave me a, a piece of paper that had a whole bunch of questions on it. He said, I want you to read this and then I'm going to leave the room. So he left the room and I answered it was like are you are you are you questions and by the time he came back in the room I was in full-blown tears and <laughs> he was like I thought so I thought so and then he patiently explained to me what clinical depression is it's not something you can will yourself out of it's not something necessarily that you can just pray it away. You know, it's not something that you could just beat yourself up like, you know, I have a great life. Find the gratitude. It wasn't. 
And so at that point, I was like, Dr. Z, we got to call my mom. So my mom was on the phone because I, I was in tears. So he explained to my mother what was going on. And all she said was, babe, we're going to get through this. We're going to get through this. And so hung up and ended up having a deeper conversation with my mom about what I've been going through. And not once did she not believe me, not, you know, have questions of, well, what, you, what do you mean you're depressed? Now, my dad, on his other hand, who is a Southern minister, and I've, I've now looked back and like, sometimes when dads can't fix anything, especially when your, your dad is a preacher, first thing they go is, all right, well, we're just gonna pray on this. <laughs> and so I realized, okay, I can't tell anybody because no one is understanding me. No one is, only my mom really. And so I stopped talking about it. And so my doctor had given me Zoloft. And in my mind, I still was like, I am going to beat this. This will not win. I don't need medications. I don't want medications that would affect my brain chemistry. I am not taking these meds. So about two more weeks, he had given me, my doctor had given me a, 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 a sam samples. I didn't have to go get a prescription. And for two weeks, the prescription sat on my bathroom counter. And one night, it was late. It was 1 a.m. And I was in a dark place. And it was the heaviest I felt of don't let me wake up. I knew I wouldn't hurt myself, but just don't let me wake up. I'm done. And I called my mom and I was talking to her and I remember the despair in her voice. And she was like, babe, I need you to try to, I need you to take the meds. I need, I need you to take the meds for me. I need you to do this because I knew what I was sharing with her was scaring her of just this rage that I just wanted to punch walls. And I'm sharing this because if you know me now, you don't know this side. You don't know this is part of my journey. And so I'm, I'm putting this out there. So if people are around you, you can be sensitive to that because you don't know what they've been through, what they fought through, what they're going through now. So the only reason the only reason I took the meds is because my mother begged me to. And she told me I needed to do it for her. So I took the meds and an hour or so after the first pill, it was like the heavens had opened up. The sun was shining. <laughs> through clouds, it literally felt like the clouds had just rolled away. I got out of bed, I took a shower, and I did stuff for the first time in months. Now, some people will call it a happy pill, whatever. I knew after that first dose, 
<laughs> that first dose that I got to finish his meds. And he had put me on the lowest dosage possible. And it was the first time of feeling like myself. And so I think I took the meds for about six months. I went to him, my doc, and I was like, listen, I want to try coming off of these things. I don't want to be glued to these. What do we do? We need to do to weed me off of these. And he was like, you got to exercise. I was like, done. Done. And that's why I exercise, even at my heaviest. That's what I learned that you can't lose weight. You can't outrun a donut because I was jogging five miles a day. I was still working out every day and I was at my heaviest. And that's the subject for another day about food. But that's the reason that drives me to get out and exercise every day because I remember the darkness that I went through. I remember what that felt like. And so if I was to say anything to you, if you're thinking that this, you could be depressed, please listen to this and realize it's not you. Just something has gone out of whack with your brain chemistry. No different than something has gone out of whack when we get a cold, you know, when we get pneumonia, you know, something has just gone out of whack with our bodies. And so when I think of Kate Spade, I think what happened, why it affected me so, is that, you know, I've been on this track of building wealth, building legacy, living out purpose, you know, embracing my dreams, things like that. And here is a woman, she had built her dream company, sold it. She was married, had a daughter. On the outside, it's like she'd had, she'd, she'd had a fulfilled life, but it still wasn't enough. And for me, it was a wake up call for you never know. You never know when you're gonna hit that spiral. You focused on building, you know, you're focused on growing and that's all great. And I think it just hit me because it took me back to no one would have known that I went through the depression like I did. And I actually, I wrote about this in my book, 40 Days to 40, Life Lessons from the Ramblings of My Unfiltered Thoughts. So you can grab that on Amazon, but, and a whole bunch of other life lessons too. It's a pretty good book. You should get it. But I think a lot of people, it resonated deeply is because she built her dream and it still wasn't enough to keep out of a dark place. And so many of us are in a process of growing. Maybe we've already been there and we've achieved what we really wanted to achieve. And still we find ourselves in a dark place. So if that is you, I encourage you, please don't let anybody shame you, anybody make you feel bad, anybody make you feel like you're weak, please go get help. Please. All right, that's my heart. I hope it lands for the people who needs to hear it. And uh, yeah, feel free as always to uh, write a review, share, and uh, I don't know. You know what to do.
All right. I'm going to keep my walk going. I'm going to go out and make God smile today. And in your case, go make him laugh. Talk to you next time. Well, that's it. Hopefully you enjoyed what my TT shared with you. And like she always says, let's go out and make God smile. And don't forget to hug somebody. It's T2 Mercer signing off now. See y'all later.